Welcome to the Cornerstone Podcast produced by Global Grace Ministries. As always, it is a joy to be with you. My name is Francis Wessel. I am the host of the podcast. Last week, we covered the subject of rejection as part of the series Emotional Detox. I was going to share with you a little bit about resting in God this week. For if we are going to detox our life from negative emotions, we also must learn how to keep our lives clean once we get rid of emotional toxicity and nothing keeps us healthier than to know how to rest in God. But it is tough to rest in God or to do what the Bible asks us to do, which is to enter into God's rest if we do not know Him well. So the title of this episode is Getting to Know Him. Getting to know God doesn't depend on how long we have been saved or how many years we've been in church. God considered Job a great son, but Job didn't know God well. In fact, after his trial, Job could admit that before the trial, he had heard of God, but after it, after he suffered, his eyes had seen him. In other words, Job, through his trials and his sufferings, was able to know the God that he had heard so much about, but whom he didn't know personally. 1 John 5, 7 tells us, For there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit, and these three are one. Because the Bible describes God as a trinity, Christians know that God is three in one, but we do not always understand what that means. This subject can be complicated if we want it to be. But what the Bible tells us about the Trinity is that who we know as God is composed of three different beings, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and these are one. Just as an egg has a shell, a white, and a yolk, but these three components form just one egg, God is a triune God. The challenge most people have with the Trinity is that they tend to see God or the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, as if they were the same, which is incorrect. They are equal in the way that they all deserve the same honor and glory, but each has a different personality and function. Throughout the Bible, we are told about their different personalities and functions, but we keep mashing them together because we do not discuss them as three different persons. This mashing doesn't affect them, for they know who they are, but it affects us, because if we do not know what each of them does and how different they are, we do not pray correctly. Also, I believe that the more we know about God, the more spiritually mature we are. The more we understand who God is, the more we understand ourselves, for we were created in God's image. So today I will do my best to describe the triune God and his functions to help us learn to rest in God. If you read the Bible, you know that even though the Old Testament speaks about the Holy Spirit and Jesus, they are not mentioned in it by name. The Old Testament is a description of how God the Father develops a relationship with his chosen people, the people of Israel. We see how even though God was with them, 
Most Israelites were even afraid to pronounce God's name. This resulted from man's fallen condition, which, as you know, kept men distant from God. The Gospels are dedicated not only to tell us about the beautiful story of how God redeemed us from sin through the sacrifice of Jesus, but also to reveal the second person of the Trinity, God the Son. In the Gospel of John, Jesus introduces the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, and then the rest of the New Testament speaks mostly about how the Holy Spirit is developing the Church of Jesus here on earth after Jesus ascended to heaven. Now, I believe that the best way to learn more about the personalities of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit is by reading the Bible at least once in a lifetime, looking at how each member of the Trinity is revealed in it. For example, if you want to know about Jesus' personality, read the Gospels and look for the characteristics of his personality. If you want to learn about who God the Father is and what he does, read the Old Testament looking for that. And if you want to learn more about the Holy Spirit, the best book to read, in my opinion, is the book of Acts. Today, I want to give you a good foundation, a good start in what should be a life pursuit. I want to describe some of the functions and characteristics of each member of the Trinity so you know what to expect from each of them and how to pray or how to speak with each of them. First, even though they are one and all three of them hear us and speak to us, we should know who we are speaking to when we ask different things in prayer. Let me explain what I mean. The Bible describes God the Father as the Creator, the Judge, Protector, Provider, and Giver of Identity. Jesus, God the Son, is described, among other things, as our Savior Redeemer, as our connection to the Father, as an intercessor before the Father, as our groom, our big brother, and the one we should strive to be like. The Bible describes the Holy Spirit as our companion here on earth, our comforter, our teacher, our guide, the power of God that works through us, and the one who convicts us of sin. The Holy Spirit is also the one who gives us the strength not to sin. Now, why is it important that we know all this? It is important because once we understand who the Trinity is and what they do, you will not ask the Holy Spirit to intercede for you. After all, He doesn't do that. As much as He knows us, the Holy Spirit doesn't understand us entirely because He has never been a man. The member of the Trinity who knows what hunger feels like is Jesus, for He experienced it. The one who knows what it is to be sleepy or how we feel when we sin is Jesus, not because he sinned, but because he carried our sins on the cross. So when we need someone to intercede for us before the Father, we do not ask the Holy Spirit to do that. We ask Jesus Christ to do that. When we need finances, for example, to pay our rent or to buy a car, we do not go to Jesus, for he is not our provider. We go to God, the Father, in Jesus' name. When we are afraid of danger, any type of danger, we should not be asking Jesus to protect us because even the devil knows God is our protector. In Matthew chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, the Bible tells us, 
And Satan said to him, speaking of Jesus, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, It is written again, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Did you see that the devil did not tell Jesus, Why don't you call angels to come and protect you? And Jesus didn't say, I will call angels to protect me. They both understood that one of the functions of God the Father is that he is the protector of his people. Could Jesus ask angels to protect him? I guess he could, but he never did here on earth. He always asked the Father for everything he needed and taught his disciples to do the same. If you don't believe me, read Matthew 6. Now, Jesus was the one who told us some of the functions of the Holy Spirit. John 15:26 says, The Helper, the Holy Spirit, will tell about me when he comes. I will send him to you from the Father. He is the Spirit of truth and comes from the Father. And John 16, 13, and 14 tells us, But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. So you see, the Trinity has an unmistakable picture of what they do. Just as each of them does different things, they also are very different, just as each of us is different. God the Father, for example, is a warrior. The Bible tells us that Jehovah is a warrior, and he trained our hands for war. Jesus, on the other hand, is the Prince of Peace. Are they opposites? Not really, because most of the time, there is war before there can be peace. God the Father's presence can make mountains tremble. Remember how Mount Sinai shook. The Holy Spirit is described in the Bible as gentle as a dove. And Jesus is the perfect example of meekness. Are they weaker than God the Father? Of course not. Jesus is the one who made a whip and whipped out the merchants from the temple. And the Holy Spirit is also described as a consuming fire. But they do have different personalities and like to do different things. God the Father, for example, likes to garden. How do I know this? The Bible tells us that he planted a garden for Adam and Eve. He could have just spoken a garden into existence, but he took the time to plant the garden because I guess he enjoyed it and wanted to make the residence of his children special. Jesus loves to spend time with people. As much as he had to be around people during his ministry, you see him in the middle of people even as a child. At 12 years old, he chose to stay at the temple discussing God with the priests. You also see him attending weddings and visiting friends. Remember that the Bible tells us that he visited the house of Lazarus and his sisters often. If any of the three has more patience, it must be the Holy Spirit. He is the one who puts up with us every day. He is also the teacher. As much as Jesus taught his disciples and they call him teacher, the one who teaches us the Bible and who inspired the Bible is the Holy Spirit. 
He is the one who also speaks through us when we preach. The Holy Spirit is also the one that produces miracles here on earth through the church. Remember that the nine gifts are called the nine gifts of the Spirit. And he is also the one that makes us more like Jesus through his fruit. I believe that there are seasons in our lives where by grace, each member of the Trinity reveals themselves to us. For example, there was a season when I needed to know God as my provider. God the Father, the provider, showed himself strong in that season in my life and gave me a sense of security that he takes good care of me. There are also those seasons in which we experience trauma. Jesus is the one that is holding our hands and reminds us he understands us and intercedes on our behalf before the Father. Then, once we are ready, the Holy Spirit lovingly teaches us how to allow God to heal our trauma, for God the Father is our healer. I think that healing is the easiest way to understand how the Trinity works together, because they do. God is our healer. Through Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, we can ask God the Father to heal us, and we get healed through the power of the Holy Spirit. Also, by revelation of the Holy Spirit, we can believe in healing. So now that I have shared this with you, I'm hoping that you now have a better understanding on how to rest in God. We will discuss this subject in depth next week. But we rest in God the Father because He is our provider, protector, healer, and giver of identity. When we are not at rest, we do not trust God to provide, protect, or heal us or our loved ones. Fear or distrust in God comes when we are tempted to doubt that God will do what He says He will do regarding our provision, protection, or healing. But once we know God the Father as a good Father through what Christ did on the cross by the revelation of the Holy Spirit, we can enter into the rest of God. We can trust God completely and live a restful life. You can be tempted to doubt or fear when you face problems, but we do not have to fall into that temptation because once you know something, we cannot know it. Once you know the earth is round, how will you believe it is flat? Once you know that two plus two is four, you will never think of it as five. Once you know God is who he says he is, the devil can dance numbers around us, but we know who God is. I can keep talking about the Trinity for days, for it is one of my favorite subjects, but I will stop here. And I want to leave you today with the words of the psalmist, which says in Psalm 139, You have closed me in from behind and in front, and you have laid your hand upon me. All you know is too great for me. It is too much for me to understand. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I run away from where you are? If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in the place of the dead, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning or live in the farthest part of the sea, even there your hand will lead me and your right hand will hold me. If I say, for sure the darkness will cover me and the light around me will be night, even the darkness is not dark to you. 
As the night is as bright as the day, darkness and light are the same to you. For you made the parts inside of me. You put me together inside my mother. I will give thanks to you for the greatness of how I was made. Your works are great and my soul knows it very well. To send us your prayer request, please visit globalgraceministries.com.